What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the CW Clinic. My name is Chris. I'm your host. I booted Marianne out of the second mic. She is in the room, though. She is doing her thing, producing our 33rd episode. Today, I have a little something special for everyone, and I'm really excited to be able to talk to other business owners, other perspectives on business, other people in, I should say, people in other industries, uh, considering this is primarily self-development, I've really done a good amount of of work trying to gather some, basically do some networking is really what it comes down to. And uh, gather up some some people that you know really want to be a part of the show, and want to offer their opinions and their perspectives, and tell you guys a little bit about themselves. And I was fortunate enough to run into our guests that we hear today through networking. And um, the irony is, being from Guilford, Connecticut, myself. Um, my guest Dave Rosati is here, and his business recently opened in Guilford, Guilford yeah, five months ago. Five months ago, yeah. uh, Blazing Fresh Donuts. Correct. I actually had to double check the name of that because when I think blazing, I always think wings. Mm-hmm. But I I like, like it spicy hot and not temperature hot. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like it being associated with donuts. To be honest with yeah. you, and um, yeah, so Dave's here from Guilford, and. Uh, He's gonna. You're gonna help us with basically just knowledge of of business and how to do it, and your your thought processes on it. And um, you know, thank you for being here. Of course, thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah. first and foremost, thank you. I know the drive out to Seymour isn't exactly very easy. Nah, it's fine. It's fine. Do a little bit of zigzag. You kind of got to go left to go right and up to go down, but it's not yeah. bad. Seymour is in an interesting area of Connecticut. Yeah, it's, you know, sure. it's kind of really, diff- difficult. I'm usually not out this way. No, but no. That's a nice place. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, uh, I, I know it could be difficult. My mom drives out here um, on a weekly basis. My mom my mom works at the gym. And, oh, uh, really? Yes, yeah. So we're a family business. Oh, jeez. Yes, we're also Italian. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those always go well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, Anyways, um, good. You're here, and you know I'm gonna ask you some questions, and you know just speak freely. There's don't worry about filter. We say fucking shit and crap. Check. Check. Yeah. Um, this this show is very uh, black and white, um, much like business. You gotcha. know, fuck you. It's business. Yep. Fuck your feelings. This is business. Yep. You know how it is. Yeah. I mean, to be in business, you have to be a tough motherfucker. Yeah. And if you're not a tough motherfucker, you're out of business. I always say that if you like your boss, he's probably not a good boss. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Marianne and I had this conversation earlier today. Uh, Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Uh, yeah, that's that's a very good piece of advice. I mean, you that, could be fair and you could be n- nice and accommodating to your employees, but at the end of the day, I mean, there's always going to be something that you know someone might hate you for, or you know have some kind of bias towards you from something, whether it's how you spoke to them one day or something. But you know, that's the bottom line about running a business. You got to do it with an iron fist sometimes. You know. Yeah, you're you the iron fist and tact. Tactfulness has been a skill that I really had to understand, oh, yeah. especially with uh, a somewhat large staff. You know, yeah. I, I would consider sixty plus people a large staff, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. uh, coming from coming from only a couple employees, uh, and then all of a sudden having sixty, it was a big learning curve for me. And tact was something that I really had to study, yep. because being military, my background is. Go get the fucking job done. You can't speak to everybody like a drill sergeant. Go get the job yeah, done. Yeah. Right. What do you mean? You're upset. Okay, I understand that. But if you can't get the job done, I will find someone else that will. Mm-hmm. And it's if you don't like it, there's the door. Yep. And you know what? Sometimes you have to have an iron fist, absolutely. But also there's times where you have to be able to connect with people. Yeah, you have to learn how to exactly. – you have to learn – it's all about balance. You know, life's yep. all about balance. Everything's all about balance. You yep. just have to learn how to, be, how to be both ways. You can't be right. you can't be nice all the time. You can't be an asshole all it's the time. It's situational. You know? Yeah, of course. It's situational. Yeah. And, you know, owning, owning companies, uh, owning a business, owning companies, operating the business is completely different. A lot of owners – aren't operators or a lot of owners are absentee Mm -hmm. especially gym owners yeah a lot of gym owners are absentee uh but uh you know owning and operating is a whole nother ball of wax and it's very difficult and um i'm happy to be able to hear your you know your thought process on it and i i think really the first place we should start is is what your background is well, so background, I've been in food service and the hospitality business my whole life, ever since I was 15. I was a busboy, I was a waiter, I was a bartender, I was a manager, I cooked in the kitchen. Um, so I've really been fortunate enough to been able to be employed in every position in the restaurant and hospitality industry. So when they came into management, it was much easier to understand and have um, a better understanding of where my staff was coming from. Because I've been in their position, I've been in their shoes. I think a lot of, a lot of owners, talk down to their staff mm-hmm. as if they were above them, and it's, mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is because they've never, they were never like, boots on the ground, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like they were never there. You know what I mean? So when they're, if they've been, they've been in that, in the weeds, they've been a dishwasher. They understand that, and I think you can approach your staff better when you've been in their shoes and you've seen it. So, that was helpful. Um, I'm 31, so you're talking uh, 15, 16 years I've been doing this. Um, held management positions in two different bars. Uh, just didn't kind of work out. Just didn't, you know, the bar life is tough, and it kind of caught up with me after a while. So. How's that shit? How's, ma- how's managing restaurants? Oh, uh, it's tough, man. It is absolutely tough. You have to be calm, cool, and collected always, and you have to show it because you can't, you can't, break down in front of your staff because they look to you for leadership and when you lose their cool they're going to lose your cool you have to be reserved at all times you have to be able to swallow you know things from customers even though you don't like it and clients and you have to put on a happy face and you have to smile and you have to fake it you know sometimes but it's all part of it It sounds like bullshit to me pretty much so it didn't work out 
No, it's. I mean, you know, it's not that it just didn't work out. I, I just kind of decided to pursue a different avenue. Of course, you know, because yeah. it's really in restaurants and bars is kind of all I knew. So I was like, you know, let me try something different. You know, when I was looking and looking, and that's when Blazing Fresh Donuts started. You know, um, Jody Burns, uh, who was a financial um, bigwig on Wall Street, um, she left the industry because she got burnt out after like twenty five years, and she opened up this business. And, you know, three weeks later, she's like, you know, I really need a partnership. I need someone to help me kind of tag team this, this deal. And someone had recommended my name to her, said, you know, this kid's got a lot of, uh, I'm sorry, experience in the business. Give him a call, you know, see, see what he's doing. And I, it couldn't have came at a perfect time because I was looking to get out and I was looking to kind of like weed my way out of the bar business. There's no kind of life, man. I mean, 3 a.m. every morning. You know, working till the weekends. Uh, I've, I've bartended and yeah, done it's just, security. It, and, yeah, <laughs> it, it catches up with you after a while. So I actually got shot at in New Haven, oh, leaving at 3 a.m. Yeah, New Haven's not a fun spot. Yeah, man. no, so it is no, no, no kind of life. Yeah. Keep in mind, I had just come back from Iraq, and I'm walking to my car. And I don't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. And, you know, two groups of people decided to have a dispute shooting at each other while I'm walking to my car. So... I'm just reinforcing that you're right. It's no kind of life. Yeah. <laughs> Walking yeah. to your car at 3 a.m. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, so she contacted me and we. she said, listen, you know, your name was recommended to me by a friend. Uh, let's sit down and talk. You know, I'm looking to have someone, you know, get into this business with. And I said, great. So we sat down at Starbucks. What was supposed to be a half hour interview turned into about three hours and just kicked it off from there. And, you know, I started, hit the ground running and we've been running operations since then so so that's been about five months five months yeah okay yep all right how june, you... june 15th was the grand opening isn't it funny how you remember those dates yeah yeah that's november right. 23rd is mine yeah yeah that'll be three years but you for... forget your girlfriend's no. anniversary yeah exactly <laughs> don't want to do that now you don't want you don't want to forget the girlfriend's birthday yeah the, the anniversary yeah or the day you went into business. Yeah. So those are big days. That's true. Those are, those are sometimes life-changing days, yeah. depending on the circumstances. Yep. And so how have the past five months been? Great. It's been great, man. I mean, we, we, we're at a point now that we didn't really project us being, uh, you know, at least a year or two years into the business. I mean, and, you know, in, in, in this type of business, you, you shouldn't expect to pull a paycheck for at least the first year. You know, they say you're in the red for three, you know, so you're still a baby restaurant at three years. I mean, at five months, I mean, we're doing catering. We have custom orders. We have a standing order with a couple local hotels for their brunch. So for Thanksgiving Day, we have a thousand donuts to make and we don't even have any phone orders yet. Wow. So we have we have two clients that have purchases of each have 500, 500 donuts. So each was about a thousand dollar order for about 500 donuts and. We're going to be in there about 3 a.m., starting to crank them out. Good. Yeah. Sounds Great. like – now, and I'm not taking anything away from you. It sounds like sounds like Jody might have some, some pretty good networking uh, experience. Yeah. You know, we both do, which is great. She is a, she has a great following. She knows a ton of people. Um, I've been very fortunate enough to have a very loyal following in this business, whether – you know, even when I was waiting tables at 18, you know, I'd have people come in and say, you know, I want Dave to be our waiter. You know, and, and the reason why is I never, the customer is always first. The customer is always right. And you have to treat every customer as if they are the only one in the room. Right. And that's how you get by. And that's how I've been fortunate. And I've 
you know, I've sacrificed dollars and I've sacrificed pennies and I've sacrificed time and I've sacrificed patience to make that happen. And people respect that and they respond to it. And I have a ton of people that have come to see me in Guilford. You know, it's, it's way I, I grew up in Wallingford. Mm-hmm. Um, I currently live in East Haven. I work in Guilford, so I'm kind of all over the place, but I'm quite far from Guilford in a sense, you know, so I have a lot of people that drive all the way up there. To, yeah, Wallingford to, to Guilford's not uh, not a short ride. No, it's at least a half hour. What's it, 40? Yeah. yeah, half hour with no traffic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that says a lot about you, and that's really, really good that they're able to do that. And it's it's the same thing when people from Guilford come here. Yeah, you know, forty five minutes. Um, I mean, I've, I I I'm not gonna. It, what it shows is is that you have a loyal following, yeah. and and that's awesome, mm-hmm. and that that's phenomenal. Being able to have those kind of um, opportunities with local hotels and businesses and yeah, you huge. know clients and whatnot that is that's huge and I'm and I'm happy that you guys are doing that well five months in because you really don't hear about things like that. No, and you have to talk. I mean, I mean, nobody wants to talk about the pitfalls and nobody wants to talk about oh we were slow this day and you know you know you can't pretend that you're busy every day and you're jamming every day. But overall, according to our, our, our from our business plan perspective, man, we're doing good. So and that's what's important. Yeah. Absolutely. And if, um, you know, there's understanding of finance prior to going into the business and you're doing projections and meeting them already, that's phenomenal. Right. Um, and that that's cool. Uh, that's that's beautiful. So where in Guilford are you? We're in 16 Church Street. So we're right at the base of the green. Mm. So if you, um, 95, take exit 58 yep. on the right, and we're probably less than a mile down the road. Right is, is it by the Congregational Church, the white one? Yeah, we're right across the street. There's, wasn't there's, isn't that like a real estate building? There is. We're right in between it. Oh, so there's Pierce, and then there's, uh, what's the big one? There's a coffee shop right there too, isn't it? Common Ground. Java Hut. Ja- Java Hut. So Java Hut is, I think their address is Twenty Church Street. They mm. used to be Perk on Church. It's this big uh, kind of dome. Yes, yes. Looks like a bomb shelter yeah. kind of. We're right next door to that. You can't miss us. Calcagney. That's what I was thinking of. So it was Pierce, Calcagney. Right. We're smacked out in the middle. Bright yellow star front. Can't miss it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's cool. Um, those are like my old stopping grounds, man. That building used to be um, used to be called Trailblazer uh, probably in the 90s. And it was like this outdoorsy hiking granola building. Where, Java Hut? No. It, yeah. Yeah. It was called Trail. No. Uh, Pierce. Oh, Pierce, yeah, really? Yeah, it was called Trailblazers. It was like this awesome business that I would just go and spend all my money in when I was like 16, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, they're no longer here. They were downtown Brantford as well, and I believe they were downtown New Haven at one point too. You know, but it's that typical model, you know, you mm-hmm. one, two, three, boom, you're dead. Yep. Well, I think they're in um, the Oh, they have they one? Have- no, Denali took them over. Denali took them over. Yeah, but they're in, I think, something. I saw that their name was there now. Oh, they're still alive? I'm pretty sure they are. Wow, I okay. They closed down and maybe they walked away with them. <laughs> also possible. But, but that's, that, that's I cool. mean, that happens, yeah. man. I, I see I see businesses do it all the time. And, you, you know, I mean, I don't really pay attention to, obviously, my prime focus is the food industry, and I pay attention to restaurants. And I, I watch how one location will start and they'll be doing really good and then they'll start to expand and they'll expand again and then they just sacrifice some quality for quantity and then they just, you know, and they go under. They, or, or not even maybe go under, just their quality suffers. And people know, people can tell. They go out and go, 
oh, the you ever notice how people will say like a chain or like a small chain, two or three locations? Everyone's like, no, you got to go to the first one. You got to go to the original mm-hmm. one. You know, then you got the original guys there, the guys that have been there since day one, mm-hmm. that are making the same recipes. It's mm-hmm. all about consistency. Yeah, it's like Frank Pepe's pizza. You know, the pizza you get in New Haven and the pizza when you get at, at Mohegan are two different yep. pizzas. They're not the same. Absolutely. I agree yeah. with you. And that's why people are so apprehensive to, to franchise because you can't – I mean, you could throw up all the legal paperwork you want, but you're not going to be over your shoulder. You can't be in a million places at once running your operation, but when you have one, I mean, you're there, so you know what's going in and out of your door. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think that's that's excellent observation on it, but I believe – and I've not franchised, but I believe – a business really shouldn't even be thinking about external expansion until their systems are so good in place at the original location yep. that you can implement it in a second location. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being owner operators like us, though, if I went and opened a second and third gym, I can't physically be in all three gyms right. at the same time. So my systems would have to be pretty fucking good. And it's not as easy as people think. It's, nope. it's much, much more than just raising a couple million dollars and going building another gym. It's because yep. those million dollars will go out faster than you're done. Yep. You know, you're done. And and what I, I think a lot of people are beginning to learn by listening to me talk about business and everyone I have on the show is, you know, as a business owner, if you lose control of your product, if you lose control of your company, if you then lose control of the culture you're dead in the water. And a lot of times it doesn't just happen overnight. Yep. You bleed slowly. Yep. And uh, you bleed slowly. And then if, if the owner loses everything, everything, all of his assets, you know, you go bankrupt, you lose everything, your assets, everything, cars, houses, money, whatever you have your, your hands into, you yep. lose everything. So does your employees. Mm-hmm. They lose their jobs. Yep. And a lot of you know, a lot of, uh, and I think you mentioned something earlier that really stuck with me was when you're dealing with customers, you, you let them feel like they are the only customer in the room and they're the most important and so on and so forth. And I, I agree with that. And it's really easy to be able to understand the customer mindset. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to understand the owner mindset. It's a yep. much different beast. No. Very few people have Yeah. And it also makes me a better customer. Like, I'm an awesome customer now when I go into other businesses because I know both sides. Right. But something that I find very easy to understand about customers in particular is 98% of people think the world revolves around them. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And knowing that that's human behavior and understanding how they're going to react to this, yep. you could really do what you need to do in the moment. Yep. You know how they're going to react. Right. The world revolves around them. If you're a strong owner, you can handle that. Yep. If you have an ego problem, you're, out. you're done. You're out. <laughs> you're and fucking said, cut. And I, listen, I've said this. That is, I, I'm so glad you said that because that is just one of my biggest pet peeves in this business and egos will kill you faster than a bullet. And I say it to everybody, and I see I've worked for and I've been through so many different businesses where the where the you know ownership is is built on ego, and it's 
I don't care that. And listen, every you're you're the owner. You're entitled to want to do things your way. I totally respect that. And if you don't like it, see you later. You know, this is my place. But when it comes to the sacrifice to the customer, and not your staff, it's one thing to talk to your staff and say I know what's best. But it's another thing to not give the customer what they want because you don't want it. Mm-hmm. And that's the most frustrating thing to me in this business is you have to say, you want to know what I don't agree with this decision or why like it's like if someone calls and says oh I want anchovies and 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 garlic and extra sauce and all this on the pizza and you go that's disgusting you don't want that you know no 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 that's what I want give them what they want you know what I mean educate the customer but give them what they want at the end of the day you know and and that's what it should be built on it should be built on just giving the customer what they want serving a good product and giving good customer service yeah yeah and you know I agree. You know, I, I will also say that at times you have to fire customers. You do. Yeah, no, of, you no, do. 100%. Especially, especially, and I'm, I'm notorious for this, I will fire a customer if it is belittling and angry and violent towards my staff. Oh, 100%. You have you to. You fuck with my people, you're the fuck out of here. Yeah, you have to stand up for your staff. You have I to. understand. There's always a line. There is a line. There always is a line. You know, the customer is right for the most part, and right. it is easy to understand how the customer thinks. Yep. But I believe if it gets to a really, like, uh, nasty, disrespectful type thing. Hey, man, thing, I grew up in the bar business. You're preaching to the choir on that one. You know, you, you know got to let them go. And you don't have to be mean about it. But, hey, listen, unfortunately, you know, we just can't have you back here. Yeah. You know? And um, you just let them be. Right. Um, and, and you deal with the pushback if needed. But always, 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 always protect your fucking staff. Yep. Always. And one of the coolest things that I've been able to see over the course of these years myself personally is when the staff starts to realize that you have their back, you have their back they feel safe mm-hmm. you know? and then they want to work for you and then they yeah. want to do good for you the thing right. about that is when you do good for them and when you have those situations and you kind of that really test your metal and you show them that you're there for them and that you're going to look out for them, yeah. then they want to do good for you. Yeah. Not, they don't feel obligated just because they're getting paid. Then they actually genuinely want to do good for you. Yeah. You know, at least you would hope, you know. Y- yes, yes. And there's always going to be situations to where we're manipulated as owners. Oh, 100%. But, you know, it just, yeah. as long as you do good, usually good comes back to you. Yeah. And you're right. You, you do good. You put out good product. You treat your people well. Your business will grow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that complicated. You just really have to care. Um, and speaking of caring, I think caring uh, is really associated in business in, in passion. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think passion is something that really accentuates how much you care. And yeah. it, it really shows how good a product is. I know a lot of owners that have no passion, but I also know owners that have passion. And, you know, I'm, I'm venturing to guess that you have passion for your, for your business and your, and your product. Yeah. Um. You know, it's funny that you say that because passion could work against you. You know what I mean? Also, you know, sometimes when you care so much about something, you let emotions get the best of you. Absolutely. And I've learned that I, you know, I I still work on it and, you know, I struggle with it sometimes. Oh, we all do. I'm human. Yeah. You know, but when you care so much about something, you let those little negative things kind of work your mind a little bit and then you kind of lose your cool for some, you know, sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, um, but you have to love what you do because you that's temporary. I mean, you could do something for the money yeah. or because it suits your financial, you know, perspective or you live close or, you know, it suits other options of your life or you get nights off. Or, you know, you know how many people that I talk to on a day that just say, 
oh, it's nice, you know, I make decent money, I have nights off, weekends off, whatever. It's just so short-lived, man. That's, that's, I mean, you, that's average. Yeah, it is, and that's, a sad, and that's a sad thing is that... Our society deems average as normal. Correct, wow. but also... Where it's we're, fucking pathetic. Yeah, and, but also where we're at right now is there are so many, there's so few people that just see what they want and just go get it. So few people have that drive, and there's there's always those questions like, oh, what if I fail? What if I this? Like, I, I ask myself those questions every day. What if I didn't do this? But nothing that I have done has ever led me in a position to where I'm like, I've taken chances. You know, I've also stayed in my comfort zone for years. And it wasn't until I decided to say, well, you know what? I'm just going for it that my, you know, things changed. But you have to love what you do. Otherwise, you're just, it's, it's a means to an end. You're just an hourglass, you know? And I, in this business, I truly, what brings me joy, what, what's a passion for my life is if I can provide a service that makes you happy and you leave my storefront or wherever I'm, wherever I'm at with a smile on your face, it makes me happy. Yeah. And everyone's going to talk about you. Yeah. And I enjoy, I, I tr- genuinely do enjoy talking with customers. People come in, you know, like people come in for donuts. How's your day? What are you up to? Where are you headed? How's life? You know, where do you work? I enjoy that. I don't do that because I'm trying to church someone up or I'm trying to make someone feel special. I genuinely enjoy that. I enjoy that conversation. Yeah, being I, the best part of their day. Correct. Yeah. So you have to I, – I enjoy that, and I have a passion for food, obviously. You know, my, my girlfriend, it's funny. Because whenever we go out to someplace new and I see how well it's run, just from a, from a restaurant perspective – and I see how organized it is. I'm just I'm watching every operation and how they work down to the little tiny detail. And she's just like, "You are in your element right now, aren't you?" And I'm like, "Yep," because I'm watching. Like I'm like, "This is what it should be," and I love seeing that happen. And I've just developed an ear and an eye for it, just because I've been in the restaurant business and food business my whole life. That when I see that uh, an operation when it's busy and how tight it's run and proper management, it's just it's 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 a nice it's a it's a cool thing to see because you don't see it too often. You know, the words that are coming out of your mouth are seem very familiar. <laughs> well, I do yours, the same fucking thing. Like yours? Same fucking thing. Yeah, like yeah. you're going to another gym and you know you're like, oh. Uh, I'm the biggest critic in gyms. Yeah. But restaurants, I'm also a huge critic because I think personally restaurants need three, three things. <laughs> three, four. Customer service, ambiance, and food. Mm-hmm. All three have to be firing on all cylinders for me to show up. Yep. I'll go to different to different restaurants and try. You know, for instance, I won't use any names. A new restaurant opened downtown New Haven. I'm a New Haven guy. And it was it's supposed to be pretty classy. And I wasn't even served water for over 10 minutes when I first sat down. And there was only three other tables out of 20. Mm-hmm. That's a personnel problem. Yep. Like your management is not in place. Yep. Also, my steak came out cold. So at this point, the manager's coming over to the table trying to smooth me, buy me drinks and shit. And I'm just like, yo, I just, I just want to eat. Like, you know, that type of situation could be a one-time mistake, could not be. Right. But that happens one time in a restaurant, a lot of people won't come back. Yep. To include me. And you know what the you know what the hard thing is? There's a I forget the number on it, but there's a very high percentage. I want to say it's seventy to eighty customers that are dissatisfied in any way. Seventy to eighty percent will not say anything; they just won't go back. And I've worked for so many people that have said, "Well, no, I don't get any complaints on it. I don't get any complaints on it." And a lot of times you won't. 
people in general don't like confrontation unless you're unless you get like that one big bold guy or pissed off somebody that had a bad day and they want to ream you out for it. But a lot of people just won't go back. I've done it. I I've been in this business for obviously for for a long time, and I know how it is to be on the other side. Mm -hmm. And even though I have that understanding, sometimes I'm like, oh no, that place is terrible. But I won't do it for a simple like you know something little was wrong. But if like you just you just boulder dash me with just mess up after mess up after mess up like I'm, I'm not coming back you know because that just shows a lack of leadership it shows a lack of management it shows a lack of discipline lack of care you know i i just i don't know and you know and on the other hand is if you have a good product and you have a good establishment your customers do all your marketing for you right so you know i'm very similar in the sense that i try to engage all of my customers you know sometimes we have like 500 through the door a day you yeah, know awesome. and and there's a lot of people and I give them my time and interaction, even if it's just a fist bump and get them fucking fired up. Yep. You know, they're here to work out. And if you keep your customers, your current customers happy, they'll sit down and talk about you. Yeah. If fitness or gym or whatever comes up, they're going to be like, oh, yo, I go train at CW. And that's how everybody comes in here is because they have friends. How did you hear about us? My friend. My friends, my friends, word of mouth. my word friends. Word of mouth is your biggest, your best friend. So your word of mouth is your best friend. And if you just treat your customers well like you do, they're going to tell all their friends. Yeah. And that's it. Now, you can't satisfy everyone. No, of but course. But if 90% of people that are coming through the door or are happy with your service, they're going to tell their friends. When, they, when people are sitting down at dinner and they're talking about um, dessert, they could be talking about you. Yeah. When they talk about breakfast, it could be talking about you. Yeah. And your name and your brand are being talked about. And, you know, there's byproducts of that, like social media and shit, but word of mouth is where it starts and ends. Yeah. You got to treat your customers right. It's funny that yeah. you say that about uh, about being in the gym and, you know, just something as small as a fist bump to get people, you know, because you, in your line of business, people need to be fired up to work out in a sense. You know, people want to get a little motivated. They need a little bit of energy. And in my line of business... Sometimes in the morning, I'm the first thing that you're doing throughout your day. Like you, you wake up and you come to Blazing Fires Donuts, and I could, I have the potential to set your tone for the rest of the day. So whether I don't want you to have a bad experience, my goal is to make you have a great experience, leave with a smile on your face, and set you set you up to have a great day. You know, and that's what it should be about. But yeah, sometimes it's not always the case. Well, it's not. It's not. But those are the small pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do the best you can. I mean, I, I could I could fire everybody up and just talk to people and give them my time all I can. But, you know, fundamentally, if they're just not happy from within, I mean, you can't control that. Right. But, um, but I, I, I agree with you a, a lot on that. Um, and, um, you know, I think a big question that everyone wants to know, to include me, is what makes you different than Dunkin' Donuts? Okay. All right. If I had sleeves, I'd roll them up. For uh, so basically, we are a custom made to order donut shop, and it's something that is just introduced to Connecticut. And I, I can't say quote me on it because I don't know for sure, but I'm ninety percent sure that we're the only operation that's doing it in the state as of the moment. So what? What, what are they called? And Shelton doesn't do it. Donut crazy? No, they they oh. make you know they're. I wouldn't say that they're – I don't know how they make them or when they prepare them, but we actually make them to order. So, mm. Chris, let's say you come in and you say, I'd like a dozen donuts. They're 
dropped out of a hopper, they're fried in oil, uh, palm oil, 45 seconds aside, they're served to you warm. And you could customize them however you want, you could decorate them however you like. And you could choose one frosting, as many toppings and drizzles as you'd like. We have a wall of uh, all the customer favorites and staff favorites. Yeah. We have seasonal favorites, and yeah. just the possibilities are endless. Yeah. So you get your donuts in about 90, it takes about 90 seconds to fry a donut. So an additional maybe a couple minutes to decorate them, depending on how intricate you are. Or if you want, like our gourmet donuts, you know, tend to take a little bit like, extra time. But if you want something as simple as powdered sugar glaze, you know, those are super, super quick. But you're not looking at more than five minutes for about a dozen. Wow. So, and when you eat them in the store, they're, they're, they're top notch. I mean, they stay fresh for 24 hours. So they're always, they're always, they're good for a day, but to eat them warm. I mean, if you think about it, when's the last time you had a warm donut ever? No, um, I've had a warm donut. Fair. No, no. Uh, uh, New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, uh street. There's, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. There's a hugely popular donut place down there, but it's just, it's just powder. Yeah, just a powdered donut. There's a lot of people, but out, it's warm. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a few operations outside the state that are that make them to order, but I believe we're the only one in Connecticut. Yeah, and what we're trying to do as a business is kind of like almost reinvent the donut into into and bring it back to what it what it should be. Mm. You know, people are, you know, and I'm not in any way slamming Dunkin', but you know, they're you're getting their donuts out of a box truck that have been sitting for two days, and you know they don't make them on site. You can't customize them however you want. You come into my shop, you you know, if you have a, let's say your three-year-old has a Toy Story themed birthday party, I'm going to research Toy Story themed donuts and I'm going to make them look Toy Story for you, you know? Mm. And we have the, the luxury to do that because we have control over the entire operation. Mm. You know, whereas when you're outsourcing to somebody else and they're being made in like an outside kitchen and brought there, yeah. you know, yeah. you're serving what you get. Yeah. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So. so Duncan Duncan is I think known for donuts and yeah. coffee. Yeah. But it's just a completely different actual product if, if I'm if I'm understanding you correctly. Yes. Yep. Completely different. So it, there's yeast donuts, you know, and ours are vanilla cake based. So it's a little bit um it's not as dry, it's not like you're eating air, you know, they're a little bit like heavy but also light mm. you had one <laughs> i did yeah i had the reese's peanut butter cup that's my favorite one that was quite a good donut marion did you have one yeah which one did you have uh, the s'mores. i don't think they can hear you uh, the s'mores one the s'mores one was it good yeah it was pretty good you know i, I was actually you know, since we're on the topic of duncan uh i was actually surprised to see how much smaller your donut looked than theirs per se yeah there ours are about i want to say maybe an inch smaller than duncan is in in diameter ours are three inch um you know they're they're made that way because we don't want to have a donut be made as a meal you know it's a small snack you're having with your coffee you can have one and the good thing about it is when we have the dozen and people bring it to one of their parties or their office parties you have a nice variety of everything and people can kind of pick and they don't eat one and you know we're be full so yeah 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 how many calories approximately do you think in ours yeah none it's, no. flavor, it's flavored air <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one we'll I'll have to program that into my uh, fitness pal yeah i i don't know i couldn't guess i would say now i've been around calorie i've been around nutrition for for some quite some time now i would say that 
your donut was probably in the two to four hundred range, maybe a touch more. I would say. Ma- yeah. It all depends. I mean, honestly, if you yeah. get like a plain glaze or if you get like a cookie monster, you're looking at Oreos and you're looking right. at marshmallow and chocolate drizzle. That so, one sounds good. Yeah, that's a good one. Did that's you bring good. one of those? I did not. No. <laughs> I said to the the uh, my staff, I said, just make me six of whatever. So yeah. pick pick and choose. I'm gonna bring them. So, but yeah. Um, to go back to your question about what we're, I just want to piggyback off uh, what you said about what makes us different. Aside from a product perspective about what makes us different, what we try to stress is is customer engagement, customer satisfaction, and making people leave happy. And one of the ways we do that is we have a big, um, we, I said, me and Jody set a big precedent on when the customer walks through the door, immediately engage them. Because there's a lot of people that walk in and they look for a donut case and they don't see one and they get confused and they're like, wait a minute, I thought this was a donut shop and they kind of like start to back up and then, you know, so we have to engage the customer immediately and you know kind of say like oh hey have you been in here before let me explain to you how this works so it's customer interaction you know they bring their kids the kids can have fun and build their own donut what we want to do is create a transaction to where it's it's emotional and not just physical i don't want people to come into my store and just say here's a dollar fifty i'll take that one thank you see you later bye bye you know i want to i what i stress to my staff is talk to people engage with people ask them about their day and they're awesome at it i have a really really great staff there they do an awesome job with that, and it makes people feel special. And people leave. We have so many reviews on Yelp. We have like a four point eight on Yelp. We have a four point eight on Facebook. Wow. Um, and a lot of the reviews are to say like your staff. It's so helpful, so mm-hmm. patient. Mm-hmm. What amazing staff you have. That's important. Mm-hmm. That's super important to me because if you, it's so hard to find good help, and when you have it, you have to treat them right. So sound familiar? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing here. Yeah. Uh, we got to talk to the customer. Got to talk to your customers. Yep. If you don't talk to your customers, customers will go elsewhere. Yeah. You know, it, you know how simple is it just to say hello to someone? Yeah. Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? And it's not. I mean, you're in customer service. You have to leave. You have to leave your day at the door. And so many people, I myself struggle with it sometimes. You know, I'm a guy who wears my emotion on my sleeve sometimes. Sometimes yeah. when I'm not happy, you'll know it. Sometimes when I'm really happy, you, you'll know when I'm in a good mood. You mm-hmm. know, but you have to check those emotions when you come into work because. You have to remember what what industry you're in. You're in the customer service business, and not only that, you're in hospitality. Mm. Your job is to serve a good product and take care of people. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can't let you know leave your your stuff at home. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I uh, I can't agree with you more. And 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 listen, no one's perfect. Everyone yeah. everyone makes mistakes. And you know what? When I make a mistake, I and I, I lose my off centeredness. For the most part, I'm pretty fucking centered. Right, like more so than the majority of people I know. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the point is, it, when if I lose my center or make a mistake in the sense of I, I can show my emotion, mm-hmm. the first thing I do is immediately recognize it and apologize to whoever it's in front of, to include staff and if it if is is the situation, customers, mm-hmm. never in front of customers. But um, you know, you're not. We're not like bulletproof you know we're, yeah. we we deal with a lot but at the same time if we ever make a mistake i think it's really important as an owner to recognize it apologize 100%. own it yeah not just mistakes in front of your staff but mistakes made completely around your entire business yep it's like uh, when somebody orders something and they say no no i got this instead or i, I got two donuts instead of one or are you sure because i only had one here well there's only one on the ticket and i see people do that all the time 
I don't care if they're making it up. Just apologize. Right. You know? Oh, I'm so sorry about that. Let me get you another one. Yeah. You know, you're not here to kind of play judge and jury about who's right and who's wrong. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, customer, like say a client comes to you and say, oh, no, why is my membership expired? I ordered a year. I'm really sorry. I only have you on for six months. Yeah, but I ordered a year. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I'll have to get that contract and we'll fix it for you. Mm-hmm. What's the point in arguing about it? What are you going to argue for? Right. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. And But, you know, solving problems for your customer is also extremely important. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's really as simple as it really needs to be. You know, and I, and I had a situation, um, I think it was yesterday. God, days blend, man. Um, oh, I know, I know. My my friend down We're both the, up early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm up at five every day. Same. Um, even the weekends, <laughs> like every single day, I'm, I'm up oh, at yeah. five. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm on a clock now, right? I don't want to be, but sometimes I am. But yeah. But um, my friend down the street, she's a branch manager of the local bank. Okay. Um, she signed her her son up here, and her son got into an accident at one point, and asked me to put the membership on hold and, um, you know, hold the billing. And then it got to the point to where he needed to cancel his membership back in August. So I, once I got that communication, I gave it to someone on my staff to do. I got a text from her yesterday, I believe it was. It was either yesterday or the day before saying, hey, listen, you know, my son's membership is still being billed. What's going on? I thought you canceled it. Now, you know, did I technically make the mistake? I believe so. Yes, there's user error on the staff. It slipped through, someone forgot, whatever it might be. But I am my company. You're I the it's always made you. the mistake. Yeah. It's me. And I find that the most successful people that I know are able to take responsibility for their actions. Mm-hmm. And my staff uh, is my responsibility. So I went, sh- went ahead and made sure it was now canceled and then found how much money I owed her. I was, she's at the bank. So I got the cash out of the bank, put it in an envelope, and handed it to her. I apologize. That's my mistake. Let me make this right. Here's your refund in full. Please let me know if you have any more problems. I'd love to fix them. I'm sorry. I, I made a mistake. Yeah. You know, and... And being able to admit mistake is huge. Ego. Ego. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and the thing about it is we all had to learn at some point that our ego was in the way of our yep. of our progress. And I did when I was younger. I remember when I was younger, I was never wrong. Oh, and sometimes I. I still struggle with it. Yeah. But but back in the day, I would be like, no, are you sure that that doesn't mean that? Are you sure that, you know, that? even though I knew in my head that I was wrong and someone just called me out. But, you know, I, you, I've learned and I've grown up a little bit, and you have to learn to just say, you know what, yeah, you're right. Oh, I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah, you're totally right, you know? That goes away with all life. You're never going to you're never gonna get anywhere thinking you're the best at everything. You know, it's all about being humble. You have to be humble sometimes. Oh, I think you got to be humble all the time. Yeah. I, and I believe there's a huge difference between arrogance, arrogance, cockiness, I mean, like, and confidence. Yeah. It's a very easily, Agreed. Very easily mistaken. Yeah. And most people that mistake it don't have confidence. Mm-hmm. The most unconfident people think others are arrogant and confident. Mm-hmm. But my explanation to it is, if you were so sure that you knew the answer to the situation, most of the time throughout the day, 
wouldn't you be confident too? Yeah. Because I am. Yeah. Oh, and if I make a mistake, great. I know how to admit it. I made a mistake. Yeah. Okay, let me realize where I made a mistake. I just lost $5,000. Time to fucking fix that so it doesn't happen again. Yep. You push the ego aside. You understand now, even though you're confident, you still make mistakes. You learn. You move on. Next step. Yep. And you can't let it destroy you. Either. No. Can't let those things take a piece out of it because everybody's human and you make mistakes and that's that you don't you don't grow unless you make mistakes. Of course, you know? I, very well said, very well said. I, <clears throat> I'm quickly realizing we're on the same page about business, Good. and <laughs> it's uh, it's a breath of fresh air because I'm sure you know um, owners that might not be on the same page. Yeah, and um, it's it's nice to hear that. <clears throat> excuse me, some ethics and morals and. You know, self-awareness is in place. And um, I really want to be able to have you be found if they wanted to find you. So you're downtown Guilford. You're on Church Street. Yep, 16 Church Street. 16 Church Street. Right at the base of the green in Guilford. Fuck yeah. G-Town, baby. Class of 2003. (laughs) Um, Now, if they were to find you on social media... Where would they find you? Oh, so we're kind of, I, I manage all our social media accounts and I'm kind of everywhere that I just created a Snapchat for the business and I thought twice about it and I'm like, you know, I'm creating a Snapchat and I started like, you know, randomly adding people and you know what I mean? Some people would be like, who's this? I'm like, oh, it's a business. They're like, oh, where is it? Like, oh, it's Donuts in Guilford. And I'll post pictures of our product and you know, people are like, wait, where is this, man? I have to come now, you know, and I'll send them the address, you know, but we have a, uh, a, great uh instagram and facebook following facebook is blazing fresh donuts simple instagram is at blazing fresh donuts so can't be confused with anything else so it's blazing fresh donuts on facebook correct and at blazing fresh donuts on instagram correct any other uh socials nope uh facebook i mean uh, i'm sorry um snapchat blazing fresh donuts uh website blazingfreshdonuts.com so you can't fuck it up you can't all right we don't want to make it that way right. and the, our tagline is uh they're a bfd i don't know if you saw that no what is it oh i get it blazing fresh donuts they're a bfd oh yeah now i get it that's open to interpretation <laughs> but it stands for blazing fresh donuts got so it we'll keep... <laughs> got it <laughs> yeah i guess that can go a few different ways yeah, huh? yeah, could, could could go well guys uh you know you can find me um on Instagram at Chris Warns One, you know you could find me on Facebook Christopher Warns. I always forget what my YouTube channel is. The CW Clinic. The CW. No. no. CW Clinic, yeah. not the CW Clinic. Uh, you know how to get at me, uh, but I want to take a moment and just thank Dave. You know, I, I know I, I thanked you, but I really am grateful that you were giving us your time. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you getting me yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I firsthand know how hard it is when you're an owner operator to get up, leave your business. Yeah. Like, let's strenuate. Like, like, let's stress that. Leave your business. Yeah. Especially five months in. Mm-hmm. You know, you're here in the afternoon. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thank you for your time, man. And and, and I, I really appreciate you giving me your insight on, on these topics. And, uh, no, I, I really wish you uh, the utmost. Um, I hate the word luck, but success, yeah. you know, well, in, in, you, in the time to come. And as well. I, I hope you guys blow up. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. That's the plan. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I think everyone here should, should check Dave out. Check out Blazing Fresh Donuts, BFD. And uh, 
get some fucking donuts. And uh, do you have any? Do you have any final words? You want to say anything? Um, you know, I just thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for bringing me on here. Thanks to everyone, you know, who took the time to listen and kind of, you know, find a little bit more out about business. But, um, you know, just to, to close out, we're a, we're a custom made to order donut shop. We're at 16 Church Street, right at the base of the green. We do weddings. We do custom catering. We have a donut wall for rent. We have 10 different frostings. We have 20 different toppings, different dessert drizzles. The combinations are endless. You know, so we serve fresh made-to-order donuts in minutes, and we'd love to love to see you come down. Awesome. Uh, again, Dave, thank you. And uh, I guess the closing words for today are treat people well, and your business will grow. Yeah, customer service and product. Yeah. <laughs>